Broadcasting live from the Sliver Hive on the plane of not in these precons. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Kathleen. Hello. And Wheeler. Thank you for having me, Graham. It's great to be here. And today we're going to be talking about Commander Masters. Excuse me, <clears throat> Morty. Commander Masters. Uh, and and its precons that have now been fully spoiled. And in fact, at the time of this going up, it will have been the Commander Masters pre-pre-release uh, this past Friday. But at time of recording, that hasn't happened yet. So we don't know. <laughs> we we assume that it was uh, a fun day of Commander, but we don't know how any of the games went or anything. So You can't make me have fun with my friends. Just try it. I know. I I, ha- I am I am powerless. Before we get into that, however, a uh, reminder, of course, that this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That lets them know that we sent you, and you can ask them very nicely for a button, and they'll give you a little button, and I think we're still on, I think we're just Dan Dan here, or I think I'm just Dan Dan here, but there may be, there may be another button by the time uh, you get this. Uh, get yourself some singles out of these uh, pre-con decks. Why not? Also... Uh, Everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. And we really appreciate it. So today, we're going to talk about, yeah, Commander Masters. Because, at, again, at, I just, just literally just said this, but now we have not yet played with them. We've drafted for the purposes of the um, PPR, and Wheeler's put together a sealed deck for the PPR, but we haven't actually played with the set yet. So really, it's just sort of looking at uh, the set in, uh, I mean, in the vacuum of just looking at all the cards and some of the new cards that are in the commander decks. So I don't know, Wheeler, you, uh, you're, 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 you're in the world of commander. Yeah. You're on the keg. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What do you make of the set so far without having actually played it yet? Well, Strictly speaking, from the cards that are getting reprinted, uh-huh. uh, as well as the shifts and rarity in which they're getting reprinted, mm. uh, this set looks cool and good. Yeah, we so our spoiler card we had Deadly Rollick, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, I so I'm I am not up on a bunch of stuff about Commander. I love Commander. I like playing it a lot, but the sort of the you know, like the meta or sort of the cards that are just always good. Like, I don't know every card, right? Yeah. And so before we went live to record, or before we started recording that video, I was like, I should look up this card, you know, find out sort of like what kind of reprints it has, what sort of value it's looking at. And it had been done, it had been printed once in the Ikoria Commander decks. Uh, uh, So back in April 2020, which all kind of got like lost in the haze of the early lockdown. And... Uh, it was like going for like 33 bucks on Card Kingdom. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this seems like it's a pretty good reprint. Turns out, unsurprisingly, that's a whole cycle, uh, one in each color for basically a spell that is free if you cast or if you have your commander. It's just mm-hmm. it's a free spell that does stuff. And it turns out they're all good. Yes. And they were all reprinted in this set finally yes. for the first time at rare. And I saw a lot of comments on Deadly Rollick being like, oh, thank God this wasn't upshifted to mythic because a lot of people were like oh they're gonna do the they're gonna shift it up to mythic if they reprint these because you know because everybody wants them and they're expensive but they didn't so that was nice yeah free spells are pretty good yeah um they are that cycle is it's kind of at a weird time where they were like from the ikoria product yeah 
which was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And so maybe people, maybe there was a thing of people not wanting to buy all that product because they weren't able to play with friends yeah. for, you know, X amount of months. Because this was like before, this was like just as everybody, at least for us in Canada anyway, this is like just after lockdown started, everyone's gone home, but the whole spell table uh, ecosystem hasn't really picked up yet. Mm-hmm. So like Ikoria got sort of lost not being able to play commander on arena yeah those cards got real pricey i mean they're real good free spells are broken and uh they are fun to play no matter the level of competition Mm. obviously at like a cdh level you're going to want to play you know cards like deflecting swat the red one which redirects uh the spell is that the red one from this cycle i haven't actually seen this whole cycle yeah that one was like 70 canadian dollars that's too much jeez Um, and uh yeah they're pretty good and they're pretty fun they're really appealing and they were dying of a reprint even though it seems like they only came out just yesterday um and i think this set does a good job of addressing that in that there are all these cards that have giant price tags attached to them Mm -hmm. just because they have a single printing Mm. and it's real awkward to find a good spot to reprint those cards are there uh, some other apart from this cycle? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, cap- other than Judge Foils, I was going to say Judge Foils is like a place where that used to kind of be where they would. Yeah, that's those, awkward though. But it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, one of the other big ones is uh, Capture of uh, Jung Jo, which is the time walk, the five mana time walk. Yeah, it's that a is time time warp, but from Portal, from Three, Portal Kingdoms. Three Kingdoms. So it, it's it's just a functional reprint of Time Warp. Right. Yeah. And I paid $500 for my copy of this card many Jesus. years ago uh, from Portal Three Kingdoms. And that's too much money. Yeah. It's too much money then. It's too much money now. And especially because it's just a card that you play if you're looking. I didn't buy my copy for Commander, but it's the kind of card you get where you're like, I'm doing a Time Walk thing. I need every Time Walk. Mm. And it's functionally just adding on like it's redundancy. Uh, so it's not necessary but if you're trying to, you know, be as thematic as possible or right. f- stick to the theme, you you do want to get it. And it there's no reason it should be that much. No. It's just availability, and it's just awkward to find a like printing for a card that references a real world place. <laughs> you know, um, so this set does that pretty well. Do you know if since this was revealed that it's being reprinted? Do you know if the price has gone down considerably? I haven't checked. I know it, it dropped from the judge printing of this card. Oh, there was a, it, ah, that's what you were saying. There was but it went card. from like, but the, the P3K version will hold its value no matter what. Right. But it went from, you have to pay like $500, $400 for a copy to, congratulations, you only have to pay like $150 for a copy <laughs> to now hopefully something more reasonable. So um, They also reprinted Loyal Retainers, didn't they? Yes, yeah. That's another card. That that one they got, that one had been reprinted a couple of times. Mm. They kind of locked on to like, oh, well, this is awkward to print because it just has like a very weird timing restriction from Portal Three Kingdoms of this you is... can only sacrifice it t- uh, t- during your turn before attackers are declared, but not at sorcery speed. So it's two to to for those keeping score at home. It's two and a white for a one one human advisor. Sacrifice loyal retainers. Return target legendary card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, activate only during your turn before attackers are declared. So you could do it in your upkeep. Mm-hmm. You could do it 
uh, you know, like draw step. I don't know if you get priority in the draw step. You do. Okay. Uh, you know, main phase, the mm-hmm. beginning of combat step. You could. And then that's it. That's it. What a small, what a narrow window of time. Right. And it's so weird to print that into something where it might be a pack, somebody's first pack of magic cards. Right? Yeah. They're just like, what is going on? And you're not going to do this in a normal commander pre-con. Yeah, I mean, you probably could. Yeah, I, I but but again, that might be somebody's introduction yeah. to magic. At least that's what it was. You know that that's that is an avenue that players can get into the game. Um, and it, ca- it cares about legends, so this this is something where like you want to print this for commander players. You want this to be cheap, and I think they achieve that. They just need to do it for like twelve other cards from P three K, if possible, <laughs> maybe even more. I like that from a flavor-wise perspective, the new the the new art is on Dominaria, which is sort of legend, sort of focused. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works. Why yeah. you would have these loyal retainers there? That's a flavor win. Good job, art directing team. Just casting my eyes across Card Kingdom, at least um, the Judge Foil reprint of Capture of Jingzhou is a hundred bucks. The P three K one is uh, this is U.S. prices um, two hundred and eighty. For the P3K one, and then the, the this reprint, forty bucks. Good, great. So, yeah. Are there any other like big like sort of reprint bangers in that regard in terms of value uh, that uh, that you've noticed that that I just haven't noticed because I don't know these things. I mean, ju- I I'm not the best person to ask because this is going to be such a really <laughs> horrible, humble brag. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I own all these cards, right. and so I don't really pay attention to the reprints because I doesn't matter to me. It, my cards get, I guess they lose value, but they're never leaving my meaty hands, anyways. Mm. Like it's, I don't know. I bought them to play them. Fair enough. Not mm. to sell them later on. Um, Jeweled Lotus is one too where like that's another one where it's like oh well obviously commander players are going to want to play this and it came out in the initial commander legends Mm -hmm. Um, and where are you going to try to fit this in because it's not like a you I mean it's not an every commander deck card and but it's not a it's not a card that you would want for every commander deck but it's the kind of card that a more casual Timmy Tammy, to for lack of better terms, player mm. is going to want to throw in every deck. Right. So you, it's nice to make that more accessible, even if it is just you know baby steps because it's back in this ad mythic. Yeah. But just I mean, more the, copies. Yeah. The Commander Legends version of this on Card Kingdom is currently at seventy bucks, but also out of stock. So <laughs> the uh, uh, this one is. The, the reprint is, you know, it's 60, so not a lot cheaper, but at least, they, at least they're available. Mm-hmm. I mean, things will normalize a, a little bit, right? Like, th- these are all pre-sale prices, which tend to inflate. Yeah. Well, for, and for me, with the pricing, I it's nice that you have these Goliath-priced cards come down. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm more interested in the cards that were sitting at, like, the $20 value point or, mm. like, 15 to $20 coming down to like five mm. that is more manageable for your average player especially like the land cycle there's the um the commander legends lands mm. the the enemy battle bond kind yeah, of yeah, cycle yeah. um 
It enters tapped unless you have two or more opponents. Yeah, so it's like yeah. the perfect dual land, and those are the kind of things that they should really be putting in precons or trying to make as cheap as possible and as or as accessible as possible, because it's helping out. Like you shouldn't need to have dual lands and fetches or shocks even hmm. uh, for your commander deck, and frankly, you don't need to. Um, but it's just nice to give players more options than like the battle for Zendikar lands. Right. You know, or like Odyssey filter lands. <laughs> like these were already so easy to find and it, it, they're just unnecessary to put back in, even though they're okay. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that there are more <laughs> jumps from 20 to five then, you know? Yeah, no, that, I mean, like we were uh, looking the other day and um, crash of rhino beetles which was a preview card of ours mm. for a commander precon mm-hmm. s- some years ago, three or four years ago now, at rare, is in Commander Masters at common, which seems preposterous to have Crash of Rhino Beetles at common. It's really nice that the new generation gets to experience the demise of Ivy Elemental that I faced as a child, a card that was initially printed at rare in Odyssey block that I opened as a child and went, wow. This thing's huge. It must be good. Hmm. Now it's a common. Which one's Ivy Elemental? X and a green elemental. Zero, zero enters with X counters. That's it. That's it. That was it's a just, rare. It's however, that but was that a was rare. that was Odyssey Block. Yeah, but Odyssey Block also had Psychotog yeah. and Burning Wish. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the thing. It was like old magic. Spells good, creatures bad. Yeah. New magic. Creatures good. Spells reasonably priced yeah hmm. so speaking of um pre-constructed uh mana bases mm-hmm. um again i've not had a lot of time to sort of ingest uh the discourse also because i'm not really on twitter much these days yeah, check out mastodon um uh the there's been uh, let's say some feedback uh, that the mana base specifically for the slivers deck mm-hmm. is not as good as they could have done for a pre-constructed deck at this price point. And also that sliver hive isn't there, <laughs> yeah. which seems very strange because Eldrazi temple is in the Eldrazi deck. Although I'm going to come back to calling it an Eldrazi deck in a moment, but uh, cause you've actually poked through this deck a bit. What did you make of the mana base? in the, the the sliver the five color deck it uh was fine it was serviceable yeah it could have been better what what's it missing sliver hive <laughs> okay obviously sliver hive's a big one um, is that just like yeah this is just to remind everyone this was, was this originally from m15 yes okay so it's taps to add a uh taps at a colorless Add one mana of any color to your mana pool, spend it only to cast a sliver, and then five and tap, you make a 1-1 sliver. You can only activate it if you control a sliver. So let me ask a very quick question. Yeah. Where do you put this card if not here? Yeah, right? Like, do you wait until another core set limited environment has slivers? Like, that is a an option. Yeah. But also, why not both? Like it's, it's is there a reason not to reprint it? Like it's not even it's uh okay it's currently on Card Kingdom at fifty bucks. What? Yep. 
Okay, well, that makes up for my capture going down. It. No, I... Um, well, the reason not to print it... I mean, the, the, like, the reason is always just money, right? Like, the reason that to not introduce this into a deck is because they want to use the, the hype that is associated with this card and, mm. the, like, the appeal of it being reprinted at a later date. Mm. So they put... They can add value to future products by not introducing this into a product that is already going to appeal like but like like you say if you're not going to put the sliver hive in the sliver deck with your first new legendary uh five color sliver in however many years like if not now then when ow sorry i hit my hand on something it's okay we're all upset yeah i'm so um, mad about it i'm just no i'm more baffled really well they're not stupid right like they know that if they're building a sliver deck one of the first things that i would do is i would look at everything that mentions slivers yeah and then kind of go like should this be here and if it's a five color precon deck and five color again mana bases not the best this one was actually fine serviceable mm -hmm. um and you look at this card and go like this is the perfect card for this deck why is it not there it's not like they just missed it right there's an intent there's going to be an intent behind excluding this card mm -hmm. from this deck and that's you know possibly because they want to use it to put value towards future products or releases and whether or not that means you know uh, that, that there's going to be another, you know, remastered draft environment or a, uh, th this finds itself in like a core set or in another set where slivers are back. Who, who knows, right? Like it just, you don't whiff on this. Hmm. You just know that like you would rather use this for something down the line. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not both is my thought, yeah. but. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess you know. In case anyone's, in case anyone's wondering, this is not Wheeler defending that position. God, no! I think everything should be uh, as cheap as hell, dude. Yeah, yeah. And this is someone with a collection too. Yeah, I don't care. Again, I bought. I mean, it, I recognize that I say this from a position of privilege where I purchased these cards, except for the capture. A lot of these cards at a uh, lower dollar amount, mm. and. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do that, but I don't care if my cards get reprinted into Oblivion because I bought them as game pieces, not as... Uh, An investment? Investment, yeah. Mm. That's silly. Mm. Uh, all right, I want to shift gears a little bit. We're still talking about Commander Masters. That's this whole episode, but I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the new, some of the new cards. Um, and I... Gonna stay in the sliver deck for now because we 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 talked about the new cards from the Eldrazi deck in that deck reveal. Although actually, I want to get your thought on Darksteel Monolith because this card seems messed up. Oh, so that's the one where you can play a colorless thing for free. Yeah, um, it's an eight mana indestructible plank mm -hmm. that just sits there, and then once per turn, every, every, any turn, not your turns. You can play a colorless card from your hand for f for free, and it's an artifact. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, right. Seems good. Yeah. Very big. That's the kind of card that, in my head, I prefer. Like, it, obviously, if it's dark steel and you want it to be indestructible, mm -hmm. you kind of price yourself into making it an artifact. That's the thing where, like, 
because it's an artifact, it makes it so easy to cheat out. Right. Very early, like turn three, no big deal. What are you using to cheat that out? Trash for treasure, uh, trash for treasure, or Grivian restoration, uh, refurbish, uh, goblin welder effects. Like there are you know, basically any number of these cards that are on like the EDH rec top you know, percentage in artifact decks. Right. There, there are so many. Um, and then it just lets you pop off. Not to say there aren't already cards like that, like Portal 2 Phyrexia from Brothers War is another one of those cards. Um, it's just like a, I get making it work for the thematics of this card. It, you want it to be indestructible and therefore an artifact and all that. Um, and also given where this card comes out after we've just seen Mirrodin obliterated into Phyrexia, mm -hmm. right? And it's nice to have something like this, I guess. Um, but it's the kind of card that just reinforces play patterns that I, I'm i not a fan of mm. in Commander, but that's just me. I, I might be a... I like just real trash can magic <laughs> for a Commander. It's too fast for my old bones. The... Uh... So actually, I suppose this is similar to a previous topic, but before sort of moving on, because I said that we would, uh, that, that, that I would uh, talk about this, because at time of recording, the uh, Eldrazi Unbound deck reveal that we released has come out a little over an hour ago. So the early feedback from, the, from our YouTube comments, so that's a very specific segment of the Magic community is that it looks like it's probably the best of the pre-cons, but that none of the ones from this cycle are like necessarily worth their dollar amount. And it's called Eldrazi Unbound, mm -hmm. and it's not really an Eldrazi deck. There's, a, there's some very cool Eldrazi cards in it, but there are 10 creature-type Eldrazis. It's not an Eldrazi type deck. deck. It's, it's just big colorless. And... The apparently there was an article earlier this week from Wizards that was like, "Oh, this is more like a big colorless deck," and people are like, "Well, why did you call it Eldrazi Unbound with an Eldrazi Commander?" Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily an unreasonable piece of feedback. Yeah, that's a lot of Mythic Wild cards you're going to need to use to get all the Eldrazi people want to play. You know, the named Eldrazi. Yeah. Again, it's just like a. I understand. I when I say I understand, I mean that I look at it through the lens of my previous work history as to why a company would say, mm -hmm. "No, let's not put Kozilek, both Ulamogs, and all these friends in this sealed product." Um, but yeah, it makes sense because like there are ones that you could put that aren't the mythics, but it's not like, "Hey, everybody, check it out! It's uh, Warden of Geometries." Everybody clap for Warden of Geometries. The like four mana two three that taps out a colorless or whatever. Like you know. Yeah. What about uh, uh, uh what's the uh Thought Not Seer? That one or uh No Thought Not Seer? No. In your Aldrazi deck. Yeah. No reality smasher? Uh that's the other one I was thinking of. Thank you. No. Huh. I know Mattery Shaper's in there. Yeah. It that betrays is in there. Yes. I think Pathraiser of Ulamog and Artisan of Kozilek are in there. Uh, Pathraiser's in the main set. It's not in this deck. I mean, okay. 
Yeah. I get you. <laughs> hmm. It's a it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting mix. The like sub commander um, that Ben did a, a deck tech for Omarthus is a spirit naga. Yeah, that that's weird. That that's this card kicks ass. <laughs> it is so cool and so good. Yeah. And I get why it's not an Eldrazi if it's manifesting. Yeah. But I also understand why you would look at this and be like, oh, so it's not an Eldrazi, huh? <laughs> Omarthus Ghost Fire Initiate, by the way, is XX for a 0 0. Enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. And whenever you put one or more plus one plus one counters on another colorless creature, you may also put a plus one plus one counter on Omarthus. And then when Omarthus dies, you manifest a number of cards from the top of your library equal to the number of counters on it. So cool. That's mm -hmm. very, very cool. So, yeah, I also, one, uh, just in terms of, I, th I, I think this is very cool, a new card from the Sliver deck that I wanted to talk about was um, Lazotep Sliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, this card's messed up. It's uh, three and a black for a four four, which is already great. That, that those are green stats. Four 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 four. Yeah, um, in black. Yeah, I know, Where's right? The world coming to. Yeah, it's a zombie sliver. Uh, sliver creatures you control have afflict two, so that the uh, afflict from um, hour of devastation. What does that do again? It's um, whenever you, uh, whenever this creature becomes blocked the defending player loses two life. Oh, that's very good yeah. for slivers. Uh, also, whenever a non-token sliver you control dies, a mass slivers two. <gasps> and so there is a sliver army token now with that's a zero zero army, but they are all lazotept slivers, which is a horrifying prospect. Oh. <laughs> Why? Why did the... I think they said that this set's not exactly like canon. Canon, yeah. So like Amonkhet is not, has not been faced with having its whole like uh, society crumble and then getting invaded by the Phyrexians and then somehow getting Lazotep's livers on it. It's like, no, yeah. we didn't do that. This really seems like this whole, all the precons are sort of like the wild imaginings of Commodore Guff of like, hmm, but what if? Yeah. Mm. You know, because which I I really wish they'd leaned into more because like there's some there's some some questions there's a there's a Chandra there's a new Chandra in the Commodore Guff deck, mm -hmm. which is a Super Friends deck, uh, of like Chandra it's a Lost Legacy it's or Legacy of Fire yeah Legacy of Fire and it's like Chandra with a bunch of like sort of fire ghosts behind her and there's like Jaya okay sure but also like Nissa and a Johnny who are not dead. And like, Gideon's dead. Gideon could have been, been there. Why is, what is this selection of characters? People that were important to her, I guess. Yeah, people who have shaped her heart. Okay. Maybe. I suppose. I guess the inclusion of Jaya just makes me think that it's like, oh, they're like in force, memoriam. They're like <laughs> force ghosts. It's just the three important people in her life: her mom, her cat, her girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's fair. <laughs> Although, rip R.I.P. to her actual mom, who's not in there. Yeah, that's true. But P is not dead, right? No, that's true. That's why, well. <laughs> well. Hey, for it, hey, conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. Jai is secretly not dead. No, I'm not. That's not true. 
that's not a thing. She did die in a very comical way. She if did, she is dead. She, she is depicted as dying on a card. So I'm pretty that's sure true. she's dead. She's, she got depicted getting pushed off a cliff. I like, guess in the flavor text, something like her last words were like, oh, ow, my bones. <laughs> no, it was like something like, as Jaya fell to her death, she thought like if she had to die, defending Dominaria would be a good way to go. Essentially, is something like along the lines. Uh, fire, she's Phoenix, rebirth, she's not dead. I'd no. put money on it. Okay, well, that's... Speaking of speaking of flavor text, well, I know that we don't want to make a huge deal about it. Uh, we have mentioned Kathleen worked on the uh, creative text team for this set. Yay! Uh, did you have any particular? Uh, so it's mostly reprints. Yeah. So so there wasn't a lot. There wasn't like a ton of flavor text due for the set because obviously the old art keeps the old flavor text, right? Generally, why, why sometimes sh- they change. Sometimes it, but... they update it, but like you know, sometimes you know you leave a classic alone. Mm-hmm. And right? so they had. I assume that they wanted new flavor text for... I'm just guessing. We literally haven't talked about this. No, because um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to tell yeah, you. Uh, for the borderless art variants. Yes. Uh, and there's 40 new cards across the actual Commander Precons. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you're especially especially proud of or... Oh, I'm just really... Or just think is neat? I just I was super jazzed to write the flavor text for Judith. Because she's one of my favorite characters, and she's on the full art Deadly Rollick. Mm. I spent a lot of time trying to get myself into the Judith headspace and to be like, okay, what do we know about Judith? Uh, she's a performer. Like, she's uh, the head of the uh, Rakdos. She's kind of like a sadist, but she's also a savvy business person. Uh, Same where, thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's like the the Rakdos's performances are supposed to be like amazing, but also terrifying. You know, how do I how do I put this out there? And she's like the biggest star there. How do I like translate? So for somebody who's never seen Judith before and doesn't know who this person is and doesn't know what her deal is, why does she look like this? You know, how do I translate what I know about the setting into sort of an evocative piece of flavor text? You know. You know, so it's something along the lines of like. Uh, this is uh, just for James' benefit. This is on Deadly Rollick. Yeah. I don't know how easy the borderless. There we go. Yeah. Anyone can make their audience beg for an encore because she has an audience. She's a performer. She's on a stage, which mm-hmm. you kind of kind of get from the art i prefer mine to beg for mercy uh which you know gets you know it's it's pithy it's short it fits on the card that's always like a big concern for me it can't be too long despite my love of adjectives um judith's whipping arm is ripped yeah well you know it's a heavy workout (laughs) uh and uh she's you know she looks like a, a she looks like a performing dominatrix Yep. I think that's the kind of thing a very extra performing dominatrix would say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in like a media interview or something. <laughs> so anyhow, I like doing stuff like that. It's like, okay, I need to come up with some flavor text for a well-known character. I'll be reading for 40 minutes. <laughs> was there any other cards that uh, you were... Uh, there's some cards I was... Recall? I was. There's some cards I was surprised to see get accepted. Like what? Uh, the flavor text for Disrupt Decorum. Oh, yes. <laughs> because you put it in and sometimes things get changed, right? And yeah. like, you know, that's just, that's what editors do. Like, that's their job. They see things that you don't. Um, but uh, well, that... Sometimes you also put in things that are like, look, I have a, I, I've, I've entered some real suggestions, but this one's just for me. Uh, yeah, so this is the original Disrupt Decorum, which is, uh, they, they had the explainer text for Goad. 
Right. Uh, and on the new one, dinner, dinner and, and politics po- don't mix. It's a food fight. It's a food fight. Uh, and great. on the new one, uh, the art uh, with the full art is very cartoony. Like it's very bright. It's very colorful. It's a it's set at Strixhaven, right? And it's oh, like is it a, a food fight in? It's at- a food fight in the Strixhaven cafeteria, right? Like those are oh, wow. you've got a Silver Quill student, you've got a Quandrix, Prismari, uh, Witherbloom, and uh, is sort of down under like under the 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 text box and they drop the flavor text for, or they drop the explainer text. So I was like, okay, look how much room I have. <laughs> also like, because this is very busy art that doesn't necessarily like, once you know what you're looking at, it's easy to see, mm-hmm. but you know, it needs, I felt like it needed a little bit of like, a, if I can make the, the flavor text, tell the story in this art. Right. Uh, so it starts out with Strixhaven star, uh, because I is this the student newspaper? That is the canonical student newspaper in Strixhaven. Really, I looked it up uh, <laughs> and put out a call on Twitter. I didn't know it existed. That's it, amazing. Yeah, it's in the uh, it's in the Strixhaven role playing guide yes. uh, from Dungeons and Dragons. So I looked it up. It's the Strixhaven Star. I would not have called it that, but there we are. Well, you would have called it the Picayune. Yes, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Strixhaven star food critic Aspen Van Newt's coverage of the fight would go on to win a student journalism award for outstanding war reporting, which is exactly the kind of sentence you would have in a student newspaper. And I think uh, I think it student journalism is you have to have the word student in there. Yeah. Because if you don't know what Strixhaven is, yep. right? Uh, and uh, outstanding war reporting is just funnier than war reporting. Uh-huh. I I I assume that if anyone doesn't know that you did the flavor text on this, they would read the name Aspen Van Newt and immediately know. In my in my head canon Aspen Van Newt is a loxodon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's she's a good reporter. I love that also this this particular art again by Ron Spencer uh puts me in mind of like a goofy version of that that one um printing of is it terror with like the skin and the muscles and the skeleton in like a in like a a cycle in a cycle because this is like every person's getting absolutely clapped by the person (laughs) behind them it's just like this this circular food fight yeah the 10th edition terror yeah Yeah. there you go yeah exactly which is amazing art by adam rex like that's that's it's a it's a phenomenal piece of thing but the uh this is the this is the food fight version of it yeah. It, anyhow, I thought it was a fun card, and it could, and I would submit some fun flavor text, and then you submit it, and then it's like, huh, no way. That's so exciting. I'm so happy. Uh, I don't honestly. I wrote this quite a while ago. I don't remember mo- most of what I did, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I wasn't the only person on the team, uh, so you know, not all. Uh, and I'm really loath to take even partial credit for something I may not have written Mm -hmm. uh so but big ups to my teammates and of course to fox the editor who has the very difficult and thankless job of getting all of that stuff sorted out Mm -hmm. so yeah anyhow that's that's some that's some how i write things which i don't think is like mind-blowing to anybody who's never thought about anything before but i think it's it's super interesting (laughs) to talk about anybody who's ever thought about anything You ever tried thinking about stuff? God, you know, my mind goes to dark places almost immediately, so I try not to. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to channel that towards Magic the Gathering flavor text. Yeah. Did you get to work on any names for the the new cards for the precons? Yes, but I don't remember anything about them. <laughs> yeah, because this was like 
10 plus months ago. Like, this was ages ago, wasn't it? Yeah. This is quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, yeah. Were you working on this before Brothers War? Uh, this, this is like right before you got cancer and then you got cancer and I kind of, my brain kind of melts sort of like, I don't remember anything about this. I don't know if I worked on this before Brothers War. Huh. Yeah. No idea. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Wheeler, are there any other of the new cards you, uh, that, uh, have been leaping out at you or have you managed to even look at them? Uh, I like everything in the enchant. The Enchantress Enchantment deck, mm. the uh, Anakthea deck. That deck seems very fun. It seems very good. Um, kudos to the design team for making an Enchantress deck or an Enchantment deck, but with enough Enchantresses because that's all. It's disgusting what Enchantress players want because they only want one thing, which is to draw more cards. <laughs> and so they just have like four of them in that deck i think which is nice um i like the sl- the regal sliver it's from the sliver deck as well oh, i yeah. can't remember any of the enchantment cards by I'm, name i'm trying to i'm trying to find them currently that's the problem because they're new yeah that's uh, the that's the best thing about me working on a commander set because like i already like only look at what the cards do for the purposes of naming them so it's like, I had no idea any of this stuff was coming or was significant. It's like, oh, what does that do? It's like the no Garfield sign. What does yeah, this sign here we go. <laughs> All right. So I found, I've, oh yeah, sorry. So Regal Sliver is uh, Regal. What could it be? Three and a white for a three, three. And Slivers you control have when the Sliver enters the battlefield. Slivers you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn if you're the Monarch. Otherwise, you become the Monarch. That's funny. Yeah, I think the Monarch and... Uh, I'm going to get a lot of people booing at me, but the initiative are uh, really good in Commander. Yeah, like they keep think, the, they keep the game moving. Yeah, they mm-hmm. get people to take game actions. That's important. Commander players don't take enough game actions, which sounds really wild. Um, and I also really like the flavor text on, or the interpretation of the flavor text on the version of this card that isn't uh, full art, which will be up on the screen <laughs> right yeah it's about. like not all slivers are not born. yeah, yeah. Uh, it is possible that some queens are not born queens but evolve into that form over time so regal sliver says both trans rights and uh slays and i think <laughs> that's pretty beautiful <laughs> R- from rucaramel oh rucaramel yeah. is a really exciting okay so rucaramel had been previously Picture uh, uh, mentioned in flavor text on like for the Riptide project from the original slivers. I I looked up Rucaramel to oh, figure out what did was you do going this on. flavor text. Uh, no, no, no. Old the old flavor text. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but did Ru- you do this flavor text? No. Okay. Uh, uh, f- uh, but Rucaramel has finally got a card now. Oh, they've been pictured. We did- didn't know who Rucaramel was before. Her name had just appeared in flavor text attributions. I did not know you that synchronized sliver. I think. Yeah. I had to go into my mind palace for that one. The five mana, five mana blue three three slivers have vigilance from planar chaos. I think that's like the big one that's jumping out to me. Yeah. So she's been around for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess what <laughs> I guess what we're saying, broadly speaking, in re- in regards to these precons, is uh, get yourself some singles. <laughs> Yeah. Of the new cards. I 
I wish everything was cheaper mm-hmm. um, because this is the kind of set that is cool. The idea of doing a single draft of this set is very appealing to yeah. me. Um, and I don't know if that's possible for a lot of folks. Yeah. However, buying singles is cool and good mm-hmm. and a lot easier to do because these sets drive down prices. Cardkingdom.com slash LRR <laughs> would be a place you could buy some singles. <laughs> Sorry, we got to wrap up anyway, so segue to the end. Uh, yeah, no, let them know that we sent you. They're 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 great folks. They have uh, improbably fast shipping. And uh, you can get yourself these full decks there as well, if you, if you so desire. But, uh, you know, I don't know. General consensus seems to be, uh, or singles up to you uh also everything we do here is brought to you by you and your kind support of our patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run um if you haven't already seen it the vod for the ppr should be up on this very channel very very soon um so check that out and uh we'll uh be talking to you again soon uh yeah until next time i've been graham joined by kathleen Thank you. Wheeler. For having me. It was great to be here. (laughs) James was on tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.